When we start with a new client, we always do an overhaul of their systems for their physical space. To listen to how we think about simplifying the never-ending journey of where things could possibly be, listen to episode 15 called School Supplies, 16, Why Does Your Backpack Look Like That?, 70, how organization leads to disaster, and 120, which was an on-air coaching call with Mary called Executive Functioning for Parents During Homeschool. We also always do an overhaul of how our students manage their time. To listen to those episodes, scroll back in your podcast app and listen to number two, which was how to calendar, 78, how to calendar like a pro, and 79, the four excuses kids have for not calendaring. We are shocked that we've made it to 122 episodes and have never talked about email management. So here we go. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 122 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap, and we're having a day. <laughs> Steph and I just did... About 15 minutes, we had hit record, and I started talking about everything that I was going to be watching this weekend, and we hope that our editor, Pierce, enjoyed it, because we know that he watches a lot of these shows, too. Yeah, yeah. Let's remind everybody, we're recording this during quarantine pandemic time, so there's a lot of TV watching at home, since we can't do anything. Yes. You know, I would like to say that's an excuse for all our TV watching, but Steph, we watch a lot of TV, even pre-pandemic. We make time for it somehow. Yeah, sometimes. You're still looking down. We had hit record, but before we started this episode, I was chastising Steph because she kept looking down because she's playing with a fidget toy. And I said, I feel like you're not listening to me. And she goes, I am. I'm trying very hard to pay attention. I have my fidget toy. And she showed me. And I'm like, okay, but what would you say to a client that was looking face down? She goes, I would know that they were trying. <laughs> so, <laughs> I knew you had your fidget toy because you told me about it. Yeah. But I didn't know you had it in this particular moment. So it has been a rather silly morning over here as we're recording this episode. Yeah. But sometimes we're goofy. And it has been... A really long week yep. and we are feeling it. I am now wearing my quarantine glasses. Oh, that's what we're calling them? That's what we're calling them. I got LASIK about 10 years ago, but I'm back to glasses. What are these called, Steph? Blue light glasses. The blue light glasses. And my eyes were bugging me at the end of the day. So I said, Steph, where do I get blue light glasses? And she said, go on Amazon. I said, okay, but which one? And she goes, no, now it's a style decision. So I went to literally the first one on the list. And I was like, these look great. And now I've been rocking them this week. <laughs> Adam's like, ooh, I like nerdy Rachel. I'm like, thank you. That's so funny. <laughs> but I can't believe I'm back to classes. Well, you're on a screen all day. Yeah. Got it. My eyes are not designed for this. So yeah, fair. Smarties, this is Rachel, and I am just jumping in here because we wanted to remind you that there are many ways that you can work with Steph and I. We love working with you as clients, 
in our practices, CAP Educational Therapy Group and my ed therapist, but we also love working with clinicians. So if you are interested in one-on-one coaching with us, be sure to visit our website, www.learnsmarterpodcast.com or our individual websites, www.myedtherapist for Steph and www.capedtherapy for me. Now back to the episode. Now let's get to it. This is probably going to be an episode where we find out something about the ways the other one does it Mm -hmm. that we didn't know because we've never had a full on conversation about email management. I already know that we do some things differently. Yeah, we definitely do. Which we'll for sure talk about. But as a basic sort of overview, when it comes to email, there's about three or four decisions that students need to make with every single piece of email that comes in. And the four decisions are read and respond, read and archive, read and delete, or unsubscribe. And so just kind of keep that in the back of your mind when we're going through this. So we're talking about it today. I think it's always been something that we've done with our clients, but Mm -hmm. even more so right now with distance learning, everything is online and every portal is sending an email Or several emails. For everything. For every assignment, every little word that was written and changed in an assignment, etc. So our students, they don't have good email habits. And so they don't look at their email and maybe they scan it. Maybe it's only during session. Maybe they never scan it. So we really needed to talk about it because it is front and center right now. And all the kids are having to deal with it. And that's the first thing that we're doing in sessions. Mm -hmm. We ask the question, is your binder updated? Is your calendar dealt with? And is your email dealt with? Yeah. I will say email is not the preferred mode of communication. It's my preferred mode of communication when it comes to work things. But it's not our students. They prefer text. I'm not kidding. I've had clients who have Snapchat each other homework. I'm like, really? (laughs) It's distorted because of the Snapchat, but whatever. And so email is something that just provides a lot of clutter and it's hard to see what's important versus what's not, especially when it goes left undealt with. Yeah. And for the clients that we work with, schools are communicating with them in that way. And then they don't see the email. And then like the cycle just gets repeated over and over again. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that it's not their preferred communication between each other, but this is their preferred communication with school and what's going to be the rest of their adult lives. Right. So they have to start, you know, oftentimes I talk to them about what is appropriate and what's not appropriate using that sort of is that what a middle schooler should be doing or a high schooler Mm -hmm. is that professional sounding or looking etc and so I think putting it to them in that respect is giving them a little bit of perspective Mm -hmm. let's get into it yeah there are some principles to email and here's kind of where we land because if you are listening to this and you're like, you know what, this really doesn't apply to my elementary age kid. If they are old enough to have an email address, they are old enough to learn how to manage it appropriately. And the sooner that you can teach them that emails need to be dealt with, the sooner that becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. Lots of the learners that we work with 
have more than one email. They'll <laughs> like create a separate email as a burner email when they sign up for spam or discounts, and then they'll forget what that email is, and then they'll create another one. I've had clients who have had six emails that are all logged in and receiving emails simultaneously, and they do not mark emails as read. And so they'll often have thousands mm -hmm. that are unread. <laughs> that gives me anxiety when I see all that. This does not happen very often, but I did get to post it on my Instagram story, personal Instagram story this week, that I got to inbox zero. And it actually happened two days this week, but I only bragged about it one day. Yeah. When I saw your email box, I was like, oh, this morning or uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Well, let's talk about how you and I do this differently. Yeah. So I have my email structured to everything we do is always through Google products and Gmail. And I have my email structured as unread at the top and read at the bottom. This does not bother me at all. But Steph wants no part of that, as she would say. No part of me wants no part of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so Steph, how do you structure your email? I have it... So that if I'm done with it and don't need to do anything with it again, I archive it. I try to have no more than 30 emails in my box at any time. But, you know, some days are better than others. Some weeks are better than others. Right. But I try to be really good about if there's an email that I know that I need to deal with later and I don't really need to know what it says right now, I send it away and send it back when it's time. So what you're talking about is the snooze function. Yeah, the snooze function. So I will archive things and search them if I need to, but I do not want a lot of emails because if it's in my inbox, it's something I need to deal with. So, and that's the difference is that if something is marked as unread, it's something that I need to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I have gotten better in recent days of snoozing things away, which is what has allowed me to get to inbox zero a couple of times. But for me, if it's unread, that's an actionable item of something that I need to do. Yeah. So let's get into some of the simple ways that we sort of overhaul email. The first thing that we like to do is decide which email address is going to be their main email. So we always want, if possible, their name at gmail.com. It's going to be something that they want in the future. And I wrote in the notes to this episode, everybody knows that we prefer Gmail. If you have a Hotmail or a Yahoo or an AOL address, don't at us. We have no idea how to make that simpler or better in your life. All we can say is that the functionality that you have between Gmail, Google Docs, Google Drive, and Google Calendar is unsurpassable. All I will say is mm -hmm. just have it forward. This is why I'm saying we solidify one email. And then there's kind of two things that you can do. You can import all the old email if you want to into the new Gmail address or into the one that you are designating. Okay, this is the only one we're going to check from here on out. And then you can also have emails forwarded. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely do that. Yeah. Then yeah. archive everything within reason and start fresh. Now, one of the things I did this with a kid recently, mm -hmm. and she didn't know that there was a bulk action. Mm -hmm. They don't. They go one at a time. Uh-huh. So in Gmail, if you mark everything by clicking the little checkbox on the top left, and you want to do a bulk item, it'll ask you at the top, do you want every email to be checked? And then you click yes, or whatever it says. 
once you make a decision about what's going to be happening, yes, yes, it's Mm -hmm. going to ask you. Mm -hmm. That's much faster to do all the things than sort of scan it and see if there's something that you do need to keep. But as a general rule of thumb for the students that I'm working with, we go back about a month and we just automatically archive everything from about a month out because generally you don't need an email from more than four weeks ago. Yeah, it's true. There's also ways to use the search function and like codes that you can put in. You can Google it, like how to archive years going back all in one fell swoop. There's ways of doing it, but that's sort of where we start. Yeah. We are huge fans of unsubscribing from the things in our life that we no longer need, want or desire or spark us joy. Yeah. And if you do it on a computer at the top next to where it says your email address, there is an unsubscribe button that Gmail will do it for you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, go to the bottom and unsubscribe. And this may seem like a lot of work. We do the same thing that everybody else does with email. We sign up for the discount code to get the 10% off from the first time purchase on a website or whatever. But after that point, if they're hitting you up multiple times a day, no thank you. It's not what you wanted. You wanted the 10% discount, right? That's riffraff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Riffraff. Then we train our students, like we said at the top of this episode, that they are going to be asked to show us, or we are going to go into their email and see in our own, because I have email access for all my students, if their email is regularly being dealt with. Now, kids will go in and they will just archive everything because they know you're going to ask. So sometimes you have to kind of know your learners and know how they sort of play, but sometimes you have to go and just scan it over with them as well. Just to make sure, because they will mark things as red or whatever sort of system you've set up with them, and they've not taken the actionable item. They just want you to be proud of them, that they're at inbox zero. (laughs) It's true. You know what? Also, when I'm going in there, Mm -hmm. I will go into sent folders. Oh, yeah. And I will also go into trash. Yep. Know your learner. Know your kids (laughs) that you're working with, that you have. (laughs) And as Steph will say, I've been to this. What do you say? I've been to this movie before. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this movie a couple of times. (laughs) I know how it ends. There are only a couple ways when we say, have you dealt with your emails? What we mean by that is that they're read and responded to, read and archived, read and something was added to their calendar, read and snoozed, even though I don't really show them snooze because otherwise... Everything would be snoozed. Mm-hmm. That's the next level email management yeah. tool mm-hmm. that I offer to them once they've mastered the preliminary. And then they've added a task to their to-do list or created an all-day event on something or created a reminder on their calendar from the email. That's what we mean being dealt with. You've read it. You've made a decision. You've moved on. Yeah. And I would say, I don't know how many adults now that are listening to this episode going, I don't even do that myself. So Mm -hmm. let's have email family fun time, Mm -hmm. as Rachel likes to call things. Yes. Adam and I do finance fun time. We stole that from our friends, Michelle and Jonah. It's not usually fun, but it's finance fun time. Email fun time. Email fun time. And everybody can sit down and go through and work through emails and try to get to inbox zero. And if you can put it on a drumbeat. Do it every Sunday. Do it every whatever works. 
we've talked about having a family meeting of kind of talking through what the week is going to be like and what is required or needed from everybody. And this can be another thing that, okay, let's get our emails back down to where they need to be. I know that Michelle, who named and dubbed finance fun time uh-huh. has tens of thousands of unread emails. And every once in a while, just to irk the ad therapist within me, <laughs> she'll screenshot it. Especially if I brag that I've gotten to email zero in a group chat. Oh, my mom has thousands too. And I just can't even look at it. Let's teach the healthy habits and model the healthy habits and thousands of unread emails is just clutter in your life. And digital clutter at this point with what we're all going through needs to be taken seriously and dealt with. And so we can live a happy, joyful, clutter-free life responding to the things that need us to respond to. Exactly. So guys, we're giving you permission to archive all. Yes. Just archive it. Don't trash it. Archive it and start fresh and go from there. Good luck (laughs) and have a great week. Have a great week.